Nation USA podcast episode 205 and boy oh boy that background noise could be a real problem for us <laughs> if you're noticing it but if you're noticing it that means we're live on location and boy this is an interesting one because it's raining and we're outside yeah. I love it I love it that just means this is just the next stop on the spicy boy summer revenge tour 2021 it really is we just got so busy inside we couldn't help it we had to move out here so that you wouldn't have to deal with all the people talking that is absolutely what you call a good problem (laughs) i've said it before i'll say it again yeah surprisingly being inside is actually worse somehow yes it is yes (laughs) because there's a there's a big giant fan inside and there's a whole bunch of people so (laughs) So somehow that's worse (laughs) so we have retired to the beer garden Yes, yes, yes. yes. We're taking our leisure, if you will. (laughs) Currently avoiding electrocution, but yes, it is episode 205 and we are live on location. And that location is the 412 Brewery right down on the north side. The nice tap room that they have open. As many will know, they brew in McKee's Rocks, but then ship it on over near the stadiums for all (laughs) years. But tonight, uh, it's me, it's Steve. My co-host, Adam. Uh, of course, I drove here, so I may as well be on the show. I yeah. hope so. <laughs> We're also joined by Sydney, who works the front of house here. Hello, that's me. As well as does a lot of other things, and we'll find out what. And we have, hailing from the 412, it's happy hour! Wow. Oh, yeah! God, I love that. <laughs> that's fantastic. <laughs> I am auditioning for a ring announcer job. <laughs> you could be an auctioneer, possibly. I, don't I, speak I feel that like fast. you have you have the voice for an auctioneer, though. I don't, I don't speak that fast. It's it's the voice that matters. But you honestly. also have the presence as well. You have to carry yourself and just point at a guy and be like, "You're buying this." Yeah, okay. I don't care. Well, That's that, what you want. We're not auctioning this. You're just buying. You're just this buying it. You're at buying the price it I want at reserve. That's just bullying. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I've seen some of your Twitter campaigns. Persuasive, yeah. persuasiveness. That's right. That's here we go. Now here, this is persuasive selling. Here's there a little something go. in terms of how to promote. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, Hop Nation USA proudly brings to you the hero of the barroom, Happy Hour. Yes. Yay. There it is. There it is. <laughs> I love it. I love it. But yes. Yeah. So we're joined by all these people tonight. And we also have beer by 412 because that's what we do on the show. We review the beers of the breweries that we go into. Yes. It would actually be very, very rude of us to come to their establishment and say, well, I want to drink your beer. What else you got? We're drinking Kingview Mead tonight. <laughs> oh, I, sh- I shouldn't have brought that four pack, huh? <laughs> we'll keep that on the down low. Don't tell the audience. <laughs> what, what four pack? I don't know what you're talking about. Exactly. Smart. The four pack of Blue Blazer? Yes. <laughs> yes. 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 Exactly. But yes, tonight... What are we drinking? And I'll give it up to Sydney or Adam, whoever wants to introduce the beer tonight. I will start out. We are drinking our Kangaroo Britches IPA. It's going to be a little bit hazier. Uh, It's got a touch of tangerine in it, but it's not going to be overpowering in the beer. Sometimes you have a fruited IPA and that fruit takes over the IPA. We have this tangerine to lend to that citrus feel comes in at a very sessionable 5.5% ABV. 
And I'm going to drink it right now because I can't stop myself. <laughs> we bill it as a gently fruited IPA. Yes. No, the, the tangerine really what we have it in there for is to add a boost to those hops that we have in it. And it's not going to take over it. It's not going to be super tangerine forward, but you will have that lending of the citrus to it. And so that's our point. I, I may have missed it earlier, but what hops are you using in this? Oh, yes. We have Waimea and Citra hops in this. Okay. It's a nice hazy 5.5%. It's not going to be too bitey. It's going to be more approaching a New England, but not a true New England where it's soft and pillowy and sweet on the end. You do get a little bit of that citrus tang at the end. So okay. Waimea and we have Citra hops, yeah. Waimea and Citra on So there. basically Citra hops, most people who are aware of, you know, the most common hop Citra, you know, named for kind of uh, obvious reasons, you get mm -hmm. uh, the citrus notes. Uh, Waimea hops, uh, you, you get uh, sort of like a milder, uh, citrus notes, so the two of them come together to provide a nice flow in the flavor profile to give you a, like a fuller citrus flow instead of just like, you know, tasting like uh, straight up juice. I like what you said there, a fuller citrus flow. Mm -hmm. it, it brings more fullness and more body to this beer taste. So it's not quite a New England. It's not quite a West Coast. It's more of like a somewhere in the middle of Indiana. Yeah, you will. Yeah. <laughs> or maybe Ohio, if you will. Maybe. We, 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 uh, we don't recognize Ohio. Yeah, okay. that doesn't There's matter. only 49 states <laughs> in no. the union. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but it'll, it'll definitely, it's, it's almost that halfway point where you're definitely getting, as you can see with this beer, and as I'm sure you guys will post on the podcast oh, photos, yes. you will see that haziness to it, but it is going to have more bite to it that you would not expect from a New England. I like that. You know what? I kind of like that because... It, it, and I'll attest to what Steve likes, which he's a, a West Coast fan, far and away. Myself as well, yes. So it, what that does is that kind of pulls people away from the soft baby kisses, as Steve like, likes to say. <laughs> it kind of pulls them towards the West Coast where if you're drinking an IPA, that's where you belong. Personal opinion. I don't like yeah, any of them. That's so, fair. That's but fair. that's where it needs to go. So it pulls them in that general yeah, direction. I it, like that. It's a little harder for someone. And, and we've noticed from a lot of people coming into the tap room, a hankering for a West Coast, but not everyone has drank West Coast and mm -hmm. not everyone is familiar with West Coast, especially people that are new into the craft beer world and not harping on them at all because I've drank New England's for a long time, but over the past several weeks, I've been begging. I have looked at Slicker and I'm like, please <laughs> give me a West Coast IPA. So this was kind of a middle ground going into what we're going to be expecting from us. You know, I think I'm experiencing a little bit of haze burnout. Mm -hmm. So what I like about this is it doesn't go full on like, you know, fanatical haze. It's more kind of like pulls you back a little bit, like you said mm -hmm. earlier, that it's kind of bringing you back away from the fringe and more back toward the belt. Yeah, you mm -hmm. get a bit, little bit of that hot bite. I don't want hot burn. Nobody likes that. Agreed. It's painful. But it, it definitely has that point where it's like, okay, this isn't super soft, pillowy, sweet. I've been quiet because I've been drinking it. <laughs> and I'm willing to coin a new term on the show. Oh, okay. okay. Adam, right. uh, Hop Nation Adam already mentioned uh, soft baby kisses, mm -hmm. which is how I usually refer to the hazy IPAs as they are, you know, incredibly easy to drink, but also generally lacking in flavor. They're low impact. You know, anybody can get into them. Mm -hmm. I will call this soft kitty kisses. Oh, oh 
this is soft kitty kisses because it has just that little bit of sandpapery tongue. The hooks on just the tongue that, there. Yeah, just a little bit of bite to it. <laughs> <laughs> this is soft kitty kisses. It's <laughs> a good term. I'm going to remember that one. Yeah. <laughs> but it does come in, uh, you've already said, like it. the citrus isn't full-blown. It isn't full-blown orange juice. Tangerine is a more mild fruit. Mm-hmm. Also, the hops in it you know, are pretty standard as far as citra, but it also doesn't burn you know it doesn't go full out so yeah it, it, it is a very drinkable beer but it does have that little tiny bit of bite yes that puts it ahead mm-hmm. of you know just the kind of standard boring fare that i've right. grown mm-hmm. tired of yes <laughs> and, and the bottom line is this is in the well-crafted category and that's mm-hmm. really that's all that's important right so speaking of that that'll just lead us more into the segment if you listen to episode 189 when we did the pittsburgh diversity council we featured sydney and Adam Zane, a.k.a. Happy Hour. And we had been talking about how 412 recently changed over ownership as well as brewing staff. And now we have Ryan Slicker, who was a part of Fury, and Malcolm Frazier, who had been doing Hop Farm, but also did stuff with Fatheads for a long time. You have a strong pedigree of brewers at this, uh, as new ownership with 412. That means the beer is completely different. You're getting a whole new experience. For anybody who hasn't been to 412 in a long time, especially pre-pandemic, everything pre-pandemic doesn't count anymore. (laughs) That's out the door. We've had a lot of comments from people returning that haven't visited us in almost two years Mm -hmm. since opening and have said it's such a change, so much better, not not to, to harp on previous ownership or brewership, uh, but the direction we're going, a lot of people appreciate, and that's that's what we've been moving forward towards. And as you said, with the new brewership, with the new ownership, we're making a lot of changes. We're making a lot of strides in what we do. Right. So we we're, we were saying, I mean, I've said this to my Adam you know, multiple times, but... Pop Nation Adam. Pop Nation Adam. <laughs> as, as we're coming out of 2020, all businesses, not just breweries, need to have some sort of awareness campaign to A, let people know they survived the pandemic, and B, just let people know about what the changes are. And so that's kind of what we're doing here tonight. We want to get the awareness out that 412 is a brand new brewery, essentially. Yes. Except for the name. Name's still the same. Building's the same, too. Right, but you can't get rid of the name. Currently, (laughs) right. Oh, okay. Maybe we can get a scoop on that. All right. (laughs) But uh, (laughs) got a no on the, (laughs) got a no from the other side of the table. uh, Yeah, so... But it, it's just good to let people know that this is essentially a brand new brewery. People should get down and try everything that's on the tap list if you haven't done it in a while. Yes, please. But also, I wanted to ask you guys, is there any other changes people should know about that you know we don't know about at the moment? I don't know about changes that you don't know about them, but you brought up a good point as far as, you know, identifying uh, who uh, the brains behind the brew are uh, with uh, Malcolm Fraser and Ryan Slicker. We're talking a lot of street cred coming Mm -hmm. in, and I think that's key. And that's one thing that I found as people who have come back uh, for the first time uh, under uh, new management, uh, you know, when they discover uh, 
some of the people that are involved. I mean, Sydney is well connected in the industry. Uh, uh, Ryan Slicker, Malcolm Fraser is like, you know, the king of beer science in the region. Right. And, yes. uh, you know, Rocco is uh, well connected socially. And then myself, I mean, especially with several of us coming from Fury, mm -hmm. uh, they can actually look at the repertoire of what we did, especially at the tail end of our time there in 2019. The things that we we're producing there, the barrel program, uh, the stouts that we we're producing, the IPAs, uh, were, the fruited sours were killing it. Mm -hmm. So, uh, you know, the Blue Blazer was, uh, you know, similar to a beer that we did at Fury. Not exactly the same, but very similar. And we we're going for something slightly different on that uh, end. Uh, but other fruited sours that we do will be somewhat reminiscent of uh, what they ha have experienced previously because we have the brewer that made them. Yes. Yeah. And as far as other changes, uh, what I was just referring to earlier was mostly not just what we do on a brewery and taproom level. We want to be involved within our community. We want to be involved in Northside. And that's something that you should look forward to over the coming months, over the coming years. We love the Northside. Uh, a couple of our owners are stationed in the Northside. They live here. And we want to bring our recognition to the community and what we do to the community as well. So see that as a change from us and what we want to do on a business level and also just a personal level. I think a lot of brewers and breweries um, consider the work that they do as a personal, I don't want to say vendetta, that's the incorrect word, but a personal goal is we want this community to accept us. We want to accept this community and be a part of it. So we will be heavily working with the Northside Chamber of Commerce, a couple of other organizations within the Northside as well. So as far as immediate changes, that's going to be another one as well that you should look out for. Excellent. I, I will say, uh, and full disclosure, this is the first time I've been here. Uh, and your space has a very neighborhood vibe to it. Yeah. This is the kind of place where you can rock up, have a beer, and then take your dog for the rest of your walk. Yeah. We have a lot of a lot of our customers and a lot of our, our, our people that come into the tap room. I've noticed, at least since I'm here, I, I feel like I should have a cot in the back, honestly. <laughs> uh, I've noticed that we have a lot of customers that are locals within Northside itself, and they feel very welcome here, and they feel very happy here. And that, that's another point of ours as well is not just within this local community, within every community, we want everyone not only, and this will kind of play into the diversity council, not only to feel like they're welcome here, but we want you here and mm. we want these people coming in and we want to talk to you. We want to drink beers with you. We want to hang out and we want you to ask us about our tap room and our brewery and what goes into our beers and all of our staff. So that's that's another thing as well. Um, we don't just want to, to bring people in on a community level. We want everyone to come in, but we do want the community to feel welcome and like yeah, please, please come in. Please yeah, talk I mean, to us. We're not, please hang out. Let's uh, let's talk about Mexican War Streets. Right. Let's talk about the aviary. I'm happy to. It makes me so happy to see people coming in at this point and wanting to discuss this with us, with us and just having that conversation. Right. I, I mean, you know, uh, to sum up what Sydney's saying, we want to be more than simply a business on the street. We want to be a part of the community. Mm -hmm. We want to be yes. a part of things, not just here to, uh, you know, uh, sell beer that's right we want to be more than that you're not here just to take their money right exactly 
we are here to stay and be a part of things. We're here to build that rapport and to build that relationship with people. And that's something that's important, I think, to all of us to just get to know you guys and hang out with you and speak to you on a personal level, not only just serve you beer. Mm -hmm. Are there any community outreach programs that you guys are doing right now to, to bring the community at large in to kind of reintroduce yourselves? Yeah, so we just started the initiative. I just mentioned it uh, two minutes ago, the uh, Northside Chamber of Commerce. Mm -hmm. They are the initial initiative, if you will, uh, to get into this community and to let people know we're here and we want to be a part of this community. So look out for more of that over the coming months. But to start off with, we worked with the Northside Chamber of Commerce. Okay. We we're working with a lot of locals as well. Excellent. Great. You mentioned the people and getting the people out and coming into the tap room. It seems like after Memorial Day weekend, everybody said, mm. fuck it, Pandy's over. <laughs> and <Yeah. laughs> I had, every time I've been out, every place I've been has been swamped. Are, have you guys felt overwhelmed at all? Like you mentioned earlier, like we're here on a Wednesday and you're usually not busy except for right now the tap room is packed, which is why we're outside. Right. So Yeah, typically uh, over the past several weeks, we haven't really had too much of an over overwhelming presence as far as people coming in. We've had pretty much a steady flow, uh, but over, as you said, Memorial Day weekend, we noticed a, a tick up in people coming in in the presence. We also noticed I was here on Saturday, which was we are in the month of pride. Mm -hmm. uh, thankfully for me personally, uh, we are in the month of pride and there's a lot of celebration going on. And to kind of give more of a personal perspective on that, I think we're at the point where we've been cooped up a year and a half almost. We have been looking forward to seeing friends, family, people we haven't been able to just physically see mm -hmm. for months. And personally, I'm just flabbergasted and excited to be able to see those people and have them be with me and, and spend time with them. And especially during Pride Weekend, we noticed a huge, huge outpouring of love from people. I can't even tell you how many people I was here on Saturday, which was the pride celebration. I had the largest number of people writing appreciative messages on their receipts that I've noticed in all of my time in the industry, mm -hmm. which has been very exciting for me personally. And for sure, as you said, Memorial Day weekend was that that point where we're having trouble keeping beers on because we are pouring them so quickly. And fortunately, we, we have that capacity to do that. Unfortunately, we've had to turn people away, even really? at our at our full capacity. We've had to turn people away, which is something that I hate to do. Mm -hmm. It makes me cringe on the inside because I love having new people in and I love seeing these faces in and I love seeing not just these faces, but these diverse faces coming into our tap room and enjoying themselves and spending time and talking to me and talking to our bartenders. It's just a wonderful thing. But yes, we have definitely noticed an uptick in people wanting to come out, wanting to imbibe, wanting to, to talk to us. And it's nothing that I will ever take as a negative. Your guys' tap room is on the north side and it's been here for a while, as most people know. There's also a little bit of a developing mini ale trail 
mm-hmm. out this way because mm-hmm. right down the street you have Beers Pub and not too long ago Fort Points has opened their second location yep. yes. as well. Have you noticed how people are starting their mini ale trail bar crawl? As yep. <laughs> oh, for sure. Are they starting here or are they ending here? <laughs> well, it depends. I mean, we've seen a variety of things, especially with those uh, uh, brewery guides. Yeah, uh, they've been, yeah those yeah. passport uh, books. That's been huge for a lot of people. There are, uh, especially uh, when on some of the pages, they have sort of like the logical trails or like, you know, what's in proximity and people are discovering places that they didn't realize were there in proximity to other places Mm -hmm. they've either been to or they frequent. So that's been great for everyone as a whole. Uh, As far as we're concerned, uh, Western Avenue, I mean, uh, between, like you said, Four Points, Beers and Us, you can either start there, come this way, or start here, go the other way. It's been There's a, no it's wrong been a way. hot point. Yeah, it exactly. really has. And I, I've noticed to, to touch off what uh, Happy Hour Adam just said, we've noticed actually, personally, I've noticed a good mix, especially on weekends. We have people that started out at Allegheny City and come to us and then go to Four Points. We've had people start at Four Points, then come to us. We've had people that start out with us and then go to Four Points in other places. But yeah, it's been a lot of comments in regards to how the north side is becoming a hot spot for beer crawls so mm-hmm. to say and it's been uh, you asked the question who starts where but it's been a really really solid mix i can't give you an honest answer on where it starts because i've heard a lot from different people we had uh, a couple uh, a few weekends ago we had a couple that came in from michigan bought their uh the the brewers guild passport guides and did 30 breweries in one weekend Uh, and we were one of their first stops (laughs) so we noticed that and it's just again it's it's a hard question to answer because i've noticed a very very solid mix and that makes me very happy to see not only us succeeding but four points succeeding beers pub succeeding allegheny city brewing succeeding and everyone's just like, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna hit up four one two, we're mm-hmm. gonna hit up four points, we're gonna hit up Beers Pub, and we're gonna hit up Allegheny City. Mm-hmm. So it's been a solid mix of of all of that, so to say. But as far as this block in particular, you know, oh, yeah. uh, where you start? I mean, literally, when you consider that we're talking a literal one block stretch that has all three. So it depends on where you're walking from or where you're parked, where you start. Right. So, oh, you know, of course. So it's yeah. not like it, it really depends. Right. It's not like you're driving between here, Beers Pub, and <laughs> right. Points, or if you are, uh, you know, I don't mean to sound ableist, right? Uh, great, yeah, that's uh, I, I just wonder, I don't know, I don't know traffic down this way as well. I wonder if there was if anybody identified like a traffic flow yet. <laughs> as, as a token of gratitude to, to the other breweries that are around here, I think we all have a very, very good diversity in our beers Mm -hmm. and i think that's something that's been very appreciated and that was before we started the show we were talking about what beers we're going to have on the show and everything i I don't want to give away what's coming up later in the show but as it turned out it boiled down to well i got what i want you can have what you want and everybody wins of course and it was very easy to make a decision of what beers we were going to have on the show yeah, yeah. basically I, it boils down to one for Steve, one for Adam, both for her, Steve and Adam. Right, exactly. <laughs> and, and I do think another uh, big signifier for us is we offer some gluten-free options, mm-hmm. which a lot of people appreciate. You go to a brewery and you might have someone that has celiacs or has a gluten intolerance 
And we are very happy to offer that option of Plowman Cider, which which offers that gluten-free cider. It's very good. It's not super sweet. It's slightly dry. Um, and a not a lot of breweries will be able to offer that and not saying any negative things towards them. But we've recognized and realized that possibility and we've tried to accommodate it as mm-hmm. well. And we may we, we offer pretty good cider. So. <laughs> <laughs> but the one thing you don't offer is food. You are just a tap room, unfortunately. However, you do have a lot of food trucks come through. Yes, they yes, do. we do. Yes, so yes. Just real quick on the spot, what is your favorite food truck and beer pairing? Okay, so I book most of our food trucks here. Karen, who is uh, the wife of one of the owners here, helps me tremendously on that. But I would say personally, I fully love the Boone Seek. Joe is an amazing human being to work with. He offers for for people who don't know that's the oh, Korean yes. hot dog that get it's the corn dog it's that like gets a wrapped Korean up corn dog and with, it has fries on the outside. Yeah, it's it's yeah. like a, a little sugar mix on the outside. Yeah, yeah. So they do Korean street food. They do corn dogs. They do a full cheese option. They do a meat and cheese option. They do uh, my favorite. I love their corn dogs, but underdog here is the Korean fried chicken. Mm-hmm. And they also do a veggie sushi roll. Ooh. So there's options not only for anyone that just wants something really good that has that corn dog feel to it, but they also offer vegan options. So my favorite pairing with the Boon Seek would have to be personally, if I'm having the Korean fried chicken right now, I would have to say the Mesozoic Mind. So the Mesozoic Mind is one of our IPAs. It's a New England style. It's going to be a little bit softer, a little bit hazier. But with the Korean fried chicken, that that chicken has a little bite on the back end there. And I think that Mesozoic Mind pairs perfectly with the Boon Seek. Calms down the spice a little bit. Yes. I get you. I get you. Happy hour. What's your pairing? Oh, well, as far as uh, my pairing, I... I love a good poke bowl from Just Rolled Up. Nice. I love Just Rolled Up. So a poke bowl, a good poke bowl is not that easy to find. I can find poke bowls, but a good Mm -hmm. poke bowl is tough to find. So a nice uh, poke bowl paired with our Kolsch does Mm. it for me. That's fair. That sounds right. That's very fair. (laughs) And and actually coming up on Sunday, we have Secretos de Mis Abuelos, which is a Puerto Rican. Puerto Rican food truck, and I'm probably going to pair that one with our Onza. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. I've had some of their stuff before outside of our tap room, but I'm very excited to have them here out front and serving food because not only is it a great choice within community, they just make fantastic food. Felipe is the one that runs it. He's also going for I think his PhD right now. So he's running a food truck and going after his PhD at the same time. And he is killing it. And I think when he's here on Sunday, I will be bartending. I am probably going to go for something from him, maybe the empanadas. And I'm going to go for the onzo with it. Mm, Just a preemptive pairing there. So I'll go the other way. Is there a food truck that you guys haven't had here yet that needs to get here i actually have two that i have my eye on okay uh my first one would be blue sparrow Ah, okay all right global street food Mm -hmm. any single one of their food items whether it be the kimchi fried rice or the cubano 
or their bowls, I think would pair perfectly with anything that we have here. And I just know that they're booked up for the season. So mm. I'm just holding out hope for 2022. <laughs> I'm like, please, please come here. Um, them, I think, would they, they would be my first one. And then my second one. What did I say? Yeah. My second one would probably be Alberta's. Yeah. <laughs> Alberta's Pizza. Or it's 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 a tie. It's really hard because we have so many great food trucks in Pittsburgh. It would either be Alberta's or it would be Blowfish Barbecue. Okay. That's smoked right. mac and cheese. Oh, it's yes. one of my favorite one things in existence. One giant brick of smoked mac and cheese. <laughs> it's, it's huge. Those would be my two. Oh, my gosh. But, Adam, you go ahead with yours. No, no, but I mean, uh, Blowfish Barbecue, yeah. It's Hootie, like, Hootie is just Hootie's great, legendary. Uh, but I mean, it's like, you know, the first time uh, I had their food, I was like, yeah, I'll do the mac and cheese. He cuts up this huge brick Beautiful. of mac and cheese. <laughs> and it's like, smoked mac and cheese, too. It's yeah. not just mac and cheese. Yeah. Don't 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 give him a disservice. Oh, there. Yeah. We've definitely seen uh, Yin's Love Barbecue share pictures of that on the Instagram. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. But yeah. they're smoked chicken. I mean, it's a great I mean, their price point is actually really good, too. So you get great value. Uh with great uh, smoked food uh, from uh, Blowfish Barbecue. For sure, awesome. yeah. Those, those would be, I would say, for sure, Blue Sparrow, Blowfish, and Alberta's Pizza would be my top three to go for. All right, Steve, we're starting a Twitter campaign. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's go. Hashtag bring it to 412. I like it. That's not my job. Somebody, <laughs> somebody got to pay me for that. <laughs> We've got interns, right? No, not yet. <laughs> Oops. All right. Well, let's come back to the beer that we were drinking. Uh, we did all these nice pairings for people to get prepared for these food trucks coming down to 412. But let's come back to the kangaroo britches. Yes. The soft kitty kisses. The soft kitty kisses. The what sandpaper did, tongue. Yeah. Well, what did everybody think of this beer? So I'll go first on this one. Uh, this is definitely the type of beer that you want to bring people in, especially if they're not that in tune with the West Coast side of things. Uh, you want to kind of pull them that direction. This is a good beer to get them that going in that direction. It's a well-crafted beer. Uh, I like what you guys are doing with it. It it needs to stay on t- on tap. Uh, I'll just simply say that it is uh, you know it, it's better than most of the just simply Citra mm-hmm. hazy IPAs. This is a good starter. If you come down here, you can start with this one and then move on to some of the other options. On, on the uh, list, but yeah, this is a good starter. It gets you going. It's uh, it's pretty drinkable, so you could stay with it if you want. And you know, I, there's I, no shame in that. There's no shame in that. Those soft kitty kisses. Yeah. <laughs> Still doesn't have the blow away, you know, clear mosaic <laughs> West Coast. That that bitter bite. Yeah, the bitter bite, the uh, the piney Simcoe that I'm looking for, but it's still a pretty good beer. And yeah, I, I would suggest it to anybody looking for something. A little bit extra than a regular hazy IPA. Yes. After being burned out on soft baby kisses. Yes. Soft kitty kisses. <laughs> yeah. And not to go too much into self-hype here, but I agree with everything you guys said. It's it's what I've been slowly moving towards over the past couple of weeks. Again, I appreciate that every brewery in Pittsburgh does some really, really nice New England IPAs. But there are times that I'm burnt out on the New Englands mm-hmm. and I need something with a little bit more a little bit more kick to it, a little bit more oomph. And this is the beer that I will drink if I'm moving into that. And I'm like, all right, let's, let's get to it. Let's move. 
this is the one. And coming in at five and a half percent, you can have two or three of them to start off with mm-hmm. and then move to something else. Right. But that's that's my thoughts on it personally. It's like a great way to wean away from the absolute fringes of hazy. It's like adding training wheels to bring yourself back on the spectrum. <laughs> 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 off the hazy cliff. All right, let's get a little bit bite to it. Let's right. go for this one. <laughs> Ramping it up. All right, well, that's great. We're going to take a little break and we'll be right back with segment two. First Sip Brew Box is a one-of-a-kind subscription service for craft beer lovers based right here in Pittsburgh. Every month, First Sip will send you a box full of craft beer enthusiast essentials, including t-shirts, glassware, and even food. Right now, our friends at First Sip Brew Box have an offer for you. Just sign up for a three-month subscription and get your fourth month free. Just enter the code HOPUSA when you sign up at firstsipbrewbox.com. That's H-O-P-U-S-A at checkout to get your fourth month free at firstsipbrewbox.com. Your following segment is scheduled for 30 minutes. 30 minutes. <laughs> Three zero, baby. And there's one beer to the finish. It's segment two. 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 Dos. We're still down here at 412 Brewery, and we are joined by Happy Hour, Adam, and uh-huh. Sydney. Hello. Hello, that's me. Yeah. Hi, I'm here. <laughs> it's episode 205. And things have simply just gotten worse. Yes. Things have gotten worse. There are more people here. There are now dogs here. There's we're, people we're, here with cameras. We're devolving slowly. <laughs> it's it's going into anarchy, and it's only Wednesday. Yeah. Cats and dogs living together. Mass <laughs> hysteria. <laughs> Maybe raining cats and dogs, oh. as it was earlier. Oh. No, no, don't. The dad jokes, I'm sorry. <laughs> no, no, don't bring the rain back. It went. It just went away. Oh, knock on, knock on wood. Knock on wood. Huh. So we're definitely going to have to have 45 seconds of just a nice rainfall to calm everybody oh, down. Oh, yeah, sure. That's the end of the episode. Just, yeah. <laughs> bring everybody back down. Got to do a little relaxation. Yeah, that's just, how I fall asleep at night is just, rainfall and thunder. We can just exhale Meditation slowly. Rain. Yes, yes. <laughs> Ambient rain, sounds of the north side. <laughs> yes, yes, there it is. Stop trying to ASMR our listeners. We're trying to do something else. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, we're at 412, and that means we're drinking 412 beer. Still, Sydney, what's the second beer of the evening? Oh, our second beer tonight is our Blue Blazer. It is a blueberry tea sour. It's actually very nice to me because it doesn't have lactose in it. Um, That's just a personal preference. I like a sour, actually one of my favorite styles of beer continually throughout my life has been sours, farmhouses, a goose, something like that. And this Blueberry Blazer, hold on, let me take a little, little sip here. Very nice. You get a bit of tart on the nose. You get it on that first sip. You definitely have that blueberry to it, but it has that bite on the end and it finishes out at the very, very end of the beer, dry and very effervescent and crisp. So this is something that I like to introduce to a lot of people that start out drinking ciders that are a little bit intimidated by the beer world because there are a lot of heavy flavors. Nothing wrong with that. I fully understand it. Um, But it's one of those beers that is going to be a little tart, a little dry, little Sour Patch Kids, but at the very end, it finishes crisps. 
And the way I like to describe it, I am a very avid bike rider. So after I'm finished like a five or six mile bike ride, if I have the opportunity, this is the beer I am going to grab out of my beer fridge. It's going to be very refreshing. It's going to be very like, oh, I get those electrolytes and it's going to be something that's not going to give you heartburn at the same time. Mm -hmm. And that's what I appreciate about this beer. Right on. That's All what right. I appreciate. <laughs> so I will add uh, rest in peace, Owen Hart. Uh, because of Blue Blazer, uh, the anniversary is coming up like next month. Mm. Or, yep, for the fully loaded incident. Uh, but in any case, uh, Sydney covered it well in terms of what we're going for with the beer. And uh, I think a key point was brought up. Yeah, I'm a little uh, done with lactose. So, uh, you know, lactose is definitely not my thing personally. But that's mm. fair. Every yeah. Some people like it. And I, I'm not trying to harp on people right. that like lactose in their salads. Oh, no, not at all. But then again, but also consider I'm time. old. So <laughs> I, I think I've used up all my lactose points by the same time. At the same time, it makes it very smoothie-like. Mm -hmm. So yeah. Yes. Mm -hmm. So is, is there a, a bit of a background with the beer or the name itself, Blue Blazer? Is there any sort of story that goes along with it? So uh, actually, it's not uh, a huge uh, story, but basically the can art or the can label uh, shows a picture of a blazer. Uh, an actual blue colored blazer. Oh, so okay. uh, that was the uh, corresponding element there for the beer. So Puns in the beer world? <laughs> Go figure. Surely you jest. Yes. Oh, no. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it, it's actually, it was a very simple approach to naming. We weren't trying to go for anything uh too deep or you know three layers of subliminal messaging here it's simply we thought it was cool that there is a blue blazer uh a literal jacket and uh we have a blueberry tea sour yeah and then then this is something similar to what slicker has brewed before mm -hmm. it's a little bit more tuned in it's a little bit more not to say that it's more well done but it's more like i said it's more tuned in and it's more appropriated to what it needs to be compared to what it was before. And I think it's a very drinkable beer. We've had a lot of people coming in on a hot summer day now that we are in summer, thank God. Um, we've had a lot of people come in and they've been sweating. Uh, to mention Pride again, we had a lot of people coming in from Pride and drinking this beer. It's just very, very refreshing and very, very dialed in as far as the sour goes, in my opinion. It's a sour that I can have four or five of rather other sours where I can only have one or two of because mm -hmm. they just hurt at a certain right. point. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> no hate to sours, uh, but it's definitely one of those beers that I'm like, okay, I can have four or five of these rather than only having one or two pours of this because it doesn't kill me. Yeah. <laughs> So can you speak to the tea element in the beer? I'm not a tea. I wouldn't. I would never call myself a tea connoisseur, but I do have a big cupboard full of teas of various. See, I knew you were going to key in on that. Yeah, yeah, I knew it. So it's you're mentioning how it has a dry finish, and I'm not. I'm not thinking it's like matcha, but is it like a white tea? So a lot of people do come in assuming it's going to be a white tea or a very subtle black tea on it. It's actually an herbal blueberry tea sour okay so there are no black tea leaves white tea green tea it's a herbal tea and we 
we got the tea from Blue Monkey Teas. We got oh, okay. it locally here in Pittsburgh. Mm. We uh, Again, touching back on community and how much we want to work within the community in Pittsburgh, we wanted to work with a local company that did these teas. But it is an herbal tea, so there is no caffeine in it. Mm-hmm. It's not a white tea. It's not a black tea. It's not a green tea. It's not a yerba mate or anything like that. It is an herbal tea sour. Okay, cool. And that, I think helps lend a hand to bringing that blueberry note to the front and making it the star of the show. Yeah, Mm -hmm. I would say so. Um, I, if if you're new to the show, I'm not a big fan of sours, as Adam's not a big fan of IPAs. Right, we certainly flip-flop on those categories. But when they're they're good, we're very, you know, adamant at announcing how good they are, and this one is killer. Yes, yes it is. It is. You know, Sydney, you already mentioned how some sours, they'll just blast your palate out. And it just hurts. It hurts. <laughs> you get tired yeah. of them. Yeah. But this one is, it's no more sour than just like lemonade. So Yeah. Almost so like, a, like a blueberry a fair, tea Rattler in yeah. a sense, yes. but yeah. with, with, mm-hmm. with more bite to it. That's definitely yeah. a fair analogy. Yeah, yeah. Very fair analogy. Yeah. It's yep. no, it's no more, you know, biting than lemonade. And so you get like a lot of that blueberry flavor. That comes through and it's super drinkable. And yeah, I I really enjoy this one as someone who doesn't uh, like always love sours. Well, if, if you like that one, we have a raspberry sour coming out in a couple weeks that I'd you should look that forward too. to. Yeah. <laughs> I'd be into that too. Will that one be available in cans as well? Who hint, knows? Hint. Hmm. So that was one thing I did want to talk about is you do have a, a limited selection of beers in cans. Uh, is was the Blue Blazer the first one that was in cans, or is that the first in a in a series, or is that just the next one in line? We've had beers in cans uh, before, but this is the first one that we had like a focused effort towards it. So, okay. uh, with our initial library of beers after we had taken over, we had you know some mix and match like limited quantities, whereas the Blue Blazer was our first full on commitment to canning a big quantity of beer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but you should definitely look forward over the next couple months, some more things in cans, for sure. So that's the plan is to kind of expand the can? Of course, yeah, yeah. We we want to, not only do we currently have the Blue Blazer in cans, but most of our beers that we have on draft right now, accepting our uh, stout, we will offer in Crowlers or we will offer to go. That's just the only one currently that we have in cans, but keep an eye out in the next... Okay. Several weeks for some more cans from us. We, we definitely want to be able to have that more accessible to the public for someone that wants to come in, grab a four pack and go. So that leads me into a very selfish question. Uh, has there been any talks or discussion of getting it on to the distribution side? So here, uh, I'll speak to that. We've had so much demand here in the tap room that we're not producing enough uh, to keep up with distribution. We've had to keep uh, everything in-house because uh, we've been super busy the last five, six weeks in particular. And uh, yeah, we just can barely keep up with the demand here in the tap room. So until we have a normal to where, uh, you know, we can have our production meet all demand, uh, you know, we're focused strictly on the tap room for now, but once uh, we're able to expand, coordinate and make sure that uh, we can have the t- the level of production that can meet demand both in-house and external, then yes, distro will be back. Yeah, Excellent. 100%. For awesome. sure. We'll, we'll definitely be distributing at some point. Good. Good. 
Because uh, he's, like, he's being very selfish here. He's oh, like, 100%. I, want, I want cans for myself. Are you kidding me? There's bridges and tunnels involved. Right? <laughs> it's tough. It's tough. I understand. I don't want to go. I used to live in Beachview. I understand that struggle. We're outsiders. We like going to Creekside where they have everything. <laughs> <laughs> for sure. Also, yeah, Creekside, you got to pay me for what I just said. That's right. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, definitely keep an eye out. We'll, we'll be discussing it more in the coming weeks mm-hmm. and we will be bringing it to fruition. Excellent. For sure. And yeah. that being said, uh, just come down here anyways. Yeah. Yeah. Just yeah. come here anyways. Oh, yeah. It's for- a good stop. There's there's plenty of other breweries to stop at and grab four packs, and mm-hmm. we're one of them. Uh, but How yeah. else are you going to fill up your passport? you exactly. got to come here. Oh, that's right. a valid yeah. point. Absolutely. Yeah, get your stamps. We have some of the prizes for the, the Brewer's Guild as well, up yeah. until the, the 30 stamp uh, prize, which at any brewery, if you go to 30 and you get your 30 stamps, you will still have to email the Brewers Guild for that howler. Mm-hmm. But otherwise, we have the koozie, we have the glassware, and we're happy to have you here and, and fulfill that for you. Yeah, let's see. So for the Passport Run, you have us, you have Allegheny City, you have a Southern Tier, you have uh, Beers, which is War Streets. Yeah. And, uh, you know, come on out, uh, hit all of us up, uh, complete your passport books. Yeah, yeah. For sure. Yeah. Do it all before a Pirates game. Yeah. Or just not go to a Pirates game. We'll put them on the TV. I don't well, actually, speaking of the Pirates, so Friday, uh, I was here, I uh, had a friend visiting from out of town, and we walked to uh, PNC Park from here. So it's about a 20-minute walk yeah. from here to mm-hmm. PNC. It's a, not, not a bad walk. Not only that, but the Steelers coming back mm-hmm. in, in the late spring and summer, and, and they'll have their games on, and... And, we'll the casi- the and the on. casino and the Carnegie yeah. Science Center. At this point, it's, it's stupid not to come up here. Yeah. Right, exactly. <laughs> it, especially when everything's walking distance, you know? Yeah. Awesome. So we, you already mentioned how we can look forward to cans, or at least more cans in the future. Of course. Are there any uh, other events that you want people to know about that we can look forward to at 412 as far as, you know, food trucks or just get-togethers? Block parties. I don't know. What's going on? (laughs) Typically, every weekend we have two or three food trucks. In fact, this coming weekend, we have three uh, food trucks coming. We have uh, Takayo coming on tomorrow, actually, Thursday. We have La Katrina coming on Friday. Saturday, it will be Bring Your Own Food. And to mention that, if we ever do not have a food truck here, you are more than welcome to order from one of our local local food vendors, which is going to be Nikki's Thai, Modern Cafe. Uh, Peppy's, Peppy's, Giorgio. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Please, please please, feel free to, if we are not providing a food truck that night, please feel free to bring your own food. You're never going to stop that. You know, we, we want people to be able to bring their own food, especially if they're in an environment where they're imbibing. Yep. And We uh, want them to imbibe responsibly, so on, yes. on Sunday, yeah. we will be having a new food truck that we haven't had the chance to have yet, which is Secretos de Mis Abuelos. What's the best thing they make, though? Empanadas? Personally, I really enjoy their empanadas, <laughs> but nice. but if you want to be decadent, go for their tres, <laughs> go for the tres leches cake. Oh, Absolutely oh, amazing. It pairs well with probably any of the beers that we have here. It's, um, it's got to go well with the stout that we haven't had it yet, but I assume it goes well with the stout. Mm-hmm. And I would say it goes well with the sour that we're Adam, having now. You had the stout. I will neither confirm nor deny. Don't break the fourth wall. Oh, I, don't know what you're about. I don't know what you're talking about. What stout? Um, but not only that, we'll, we'll also be working with. I am working with a lot of more like 
jewelry vendors and vintage clothing vendors. And we'll be hopefully having some pop-ups here in the next couple of months as well. Awesome. To support, oh, right to support community salespeople, to, to support community storefronts and people that are local to Pittsburgh. That is our main goal here. I really like know? that idea of bringing other non-beer-based businesses and, and food-based businesses in. Yeah, of course. I, I think at this point, we all are looking to support each other as small businesses. And especially over the past year and a half, we've really realized that. And we've really understood what those connections mean to us. Mm -hmm. Well, I mean, at the end of the day, a community is more than just food and bev. I mean, you know, we want to be part of the larger fabric. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's great. And speaking of being part of the larger fabric, uh, we've already mentioned it, but Sydney and Happy Hour Adam are both part of the Pittsburgh Diversity Council. And just recently this week, uh, again, on episode 189, we mentioned that there is the She Knows Beer Initiative, which is also collaborating and creating <laughs> beers. So... They released the first beer that was a collaboration between Trace and Necromancer, uh, but Sydney and Adam, you guys had your hands in that uh, you know, in that creation process. Uh, but can you speak to the event? Itself? Yeah. So I'm I'm going to give a little bit of backstory here for anyone that might not have listened to episode what 189. 189. Yes. Um, I'm going to give a little bit of a history here for people that didn't get the chance to listen to episode 189. The Pittsburgh Brewery Diversity Council, our main goal, and I'm just going to sum it up in one sentence for brevity here, is we want the community within craft beer to be as diverse as the beers that people are drinking. There are so many styles of beer. There's so much available to people now that people can drink, enjoy, imbibe, have fun with, make friends over, and... The She Knows Beer collab, which I am wearing a shirt of now, um, was originally a collab that was going to be with Necromancer. And at the time, they did not have the capability to brew this beer fully. They do now. They're doing very well. I'm very proud of them. And so Necromancer, very happily and very fortunately for us, was willing to work with Trace on this collab and with us. And we did the She Knows Beer logo with Bailey Allegretti from Grist House. Mm -hmm. Wonderful human being that was able to make a pivot at the last second for us. And the initial collaboration was a orange puree IPA that Trace and Necromancer did together. Fantastic beer. Absolutely incredible. And... We want to, as far as the full mission on Chino's Beer, we want to recognize what women or female presenting human beings have gone through in bringing themselves and inducting themselves into the craft beer community. And it really started with an experience that I had in the tap room that I just felt very belittled and very just dismissed mm -hmm. in a sense. And we wanted to kind of bring light to that and, and say, hey, women do actually know what they're talking about. And they do know what they're doing and they do know craft beer because I could tell you that like out of half of my peers and I'm not trying to say this as a one up. I know a lot more than half of my peers do. And 
it was just kind of a recognition of that. And the first collab was done with Lauren at Necromancer. She's their head brewer. She was previously at Penn Brewing. Wonderful human being. I absolutely love her. And she knows what she's talking about. Mm -hmm. She knows beer. And uh, <laughs> Sydney, uh, pardon me for interrupting, but for any of you out there who haven't heard episode 189, uh, listen to episode 189 and have Sydney school you on a few things. Oh, that's right. I actually did go a little bit into, into I did go into some old, old styles. Right. Mm -hmm. That's there correct. was some education going on. Oh, yes. Yeah, I taught you a few things, maybe. Yes. Um, but that collaboration, a good percentage of the proceeds will be going to Sisters PGH, which Sisters is a trans-led organization. It's um, BIPOC, which is Black Indigenous Persons of Color, and they help provide resources, housing, pretty much anything you could think of for trans and queer youth within Pittsburgh. And that's another thing, kind of just a touching point here. Within the queer community, trans people are the most struck out, so to say. And they're the most looked down on, especially within the person of color community because there's that expectation of masculinity. Mm -hmm. uh, so our first collaboration and first donation was focused towards Sisters PGH. And we do ask that every brewery that we work with moving forward, and I can say this now because we've confirmed it, uh, Dancing Gnome will be the next collaboration. Excellent. Um, and they've been wonderful to work with for sure. Um, but it's just been that moving forward, trying to support those type of organizations and trying to move forward and just bolster that community. So just to just to kind of touch on that, I can't tell you what the beer will be. You're just going to have to keep your eyes out. Okay. Uh, but it will be coming within the next month or so. I, that was going to be my next question was, could you give us a clue as to maybe the timetable? Yeah, yeah. It will be uh, July, August. Excellent. Will be the timetable for that collaboration. But definitely keep an eye out on our social media. Keep an eye out on Dancing Gnome. We are very much looking forward to working with them. Awesome. Great. And just uh, somewhat not great timing, but happenstance timing. This beer came out, you know, obviously along the same timeline that uh, all the accusations and allegations and stories of sexism uh, hit the rat magnet uh, Instagram. Yes. So uh, with that, there was an event recently held in Pittsburgh that was called For Us and For Them, which uh, allowed people in the industry to kind of group together within their uh, gender presentation or identification and talk about their stories. Were either of you able to participate in those events that were held by East End and uh, Meg and um, uh, uh, Pink Boots? Sorry. <laughs> I, um, I actually was not able to go to the For Us and the For Them, but I had a lot of conversations with female representing people within Pittsburgh craft beer. And to touch on myself, I've had some experiences. Um, and it was also just very, I don't want to call it eye-opening because unfortunately for female representing people within the craft beer industry, it is common. Mm -hmm. It is very, very common. 
you can probably talk to any woman that you know within craft beer in any city, not trying to pick on Pittsburgh. We've done quite well. Um, Comparatively, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> some of the- <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I think, you know, your point about it, it's not necessarily eye opening. This is the first time it's really been formally brought to the forefront. It's yes. not eye opening. No. Right. That's we, the worst it's, part. It's yeah. something that four out of five of us are familiar with, mm-hmm. sadly. Mm-hmm. Um, but to touch back on what your point was, I was not able to attend that event. I had been following every single one of uh, Brienne. Uh, rat magnets stories Mm -hmm. and i was emotionally exhausted exhausted fully and entirely and she actually went through uh and i just just that first part i couldn't even complete the first part because you know here's the thing uh because it's never talked about you know the assumption is oh yeah it happens just offhand coming here no it's it, these stories brought to light things of a scale of magnitude that are way above just you know offhand or off color remarks well, it's like yeah. it, it, impeding uh the quality of workplace it's impeding you know the quality of thriving in a workplace you're mm-hmm. affecting uh personal careers right yeah well to 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 put more perspective on it i think it's three out of five female representing or women in any speak or any industry experience sexual harassment, if not sexual assault. And I think it's one in six men. Um, So I don't want to at any way or in any facet damper what men have to go through because they also experience these things. And I think it shouldn't just be the women that talk about this. I think it should be everyone that talks about this. But it's pretty damning. And it's not just within our industry. Mm -hmm. And I think that's something we also need to face. And this is something that I posted about on my personal Instagram is it's not just our industry. It's women in STEM. It's women in construction or labor or anything like that. But bottom line, there are no winners in the oppression Olympics. What we can work on is our industry. And Mm -hmm. I think that's the important Mm -hmm. point. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. And I do appreciate and respect every woman that was able to be there and talk about their experiences and and to further. I like to call it intention versus Mm -hmm. impact. Absolutely. What's your intention and how can you move that to how we impact our industry? Mm -hmm. I don't know if Adam was able to I go. wasn't. I was barking. However, from 412, uh, Rocco uh, attended, and Malcolm, I believe, was there as well. Yes, so I, both, I know, Mal- I know yep, Malcolm Rocco and Rocco. Rocco was there okay. as well. So uh, bottom line is, uh, I think, you know, to Sydney's point, she enumerated, you know, how many different industries are affected by this at the same time, uh, both as individuals and what as organizations. We, what can we focus on what, now? What do we have what a circle of do? control or circle of influence? So our tie-in is with the beer industry. That's where we actually have influence. So that's where we can start enacting uh, or planting the seeds for change. But we've, right we've also discussed this within our brewery. I called like I called like an emergency call for all of our staff. We're implementing changes we are affirming how we support our employees as well. And we made it very, very clear 
what our line is in the sand. And it's a very short line in the sand. We will not stand for our employees or even our customers facing anything like that. I kicked someone out a couple weeks ago. I kicked him out because he made customers uncomfortable. And I said, I'm not having that here. It's not okay. Can you talk about what changes you were implementing? Uh, Are you able to get any specifics on on that? We've, We've always discussed and we've always supported if any customer makes anyone uncomfortable. I don't care if it's sexualization or if it's anything along those lines. It doesn't matter what it is. If you are uncomfortable in our tap room, we want someone to tell us. We are also implementing bathroom codes. Okay. Um, we are implementing more of a strict guideline on where your hard line is. And if there's even an approach to that line, I don't care if it's there yet. If there's even an approach to that line, they call myself, they call Rocco, they call anyone, and we will be there in an instant and we will always support that. We will never, ever, ever question our employees unless they want to talk about it. We'll never question our, our customers. And we've also implemented, if a customer is not comfortable talking with a certain gender mm-hmm. on staff, they can talk to someone else. They can talk to our lawyer. It doesn't matter. We want people to feel, again, touching on, not only are you welcome here, we want you here. And that's part of it. Okay. I like that. It's good. Good to know. Good to know. It's good to hear, you know, a coming out of this, you know, that, you know, some places are taking action. Yes. And not just glad handing. Yeah. I've, I've unfortunately heard a lot of nothing from a lot of Pittsburgh breweries and that makes me kind of sad. Mm -hmm. It makes me feel as a woman presenting person, it makes me feel, I I don't want to say uncomfortable, but it makes me frustrated right it, it's so easy to do, do stand something. behind yeah. just other do, people just yes. do something yes yeah, yeah my only message to everyone is please do better mm-hmm. that's bottom line please do better not do better but also care and mm-hmm. act better mm-hmm. yes yeah i think that's a mission that everybody can get behind it's a good mission statement it's just simple in the words of bill and ted just be excellent to each other yeah exactly <laughs> for sure let's kind of change gears though and we can lighten the mood for a little bit. Another event that we've mentioned on past episode, and it's definitely come to fruition, and it's definitely in the books, and it's definitely coming to Pittsburgh, is the Brews and Bruises, hosted mostly by uh, Happy Hour Adam Zane. This is your baby. This is your brainchild. September 18th. Uh, early admission at noon, general admission at 1 p.m. at the Green Tree Sportsplex here in Pittsburgh next to the Doubletree Hotel. So uh, it's an indoor soccer field. Uh, the space will have over 19,000 square feet. I'm targeting uh, roughly 22-ish uh, breweries uh, and admission will be uh, between 400 and 450-ish people. This is deliberate because we're coming out of a pandemic and I want to get... Technically, if everybody, uh, fest goer or staff, literally everybody wanted to socially distance, it is physically possible to do so the way I have it uh, sorted out and with the capacity that I've limited to because I figure, you know, this is our first round. Make sure that we have enough time to adapt uh, post-pandemic. And, uh, you know, if this event goes uh, well, I ex- I hope to do it twice a year Uh 
in Ooh, subsequent yeah, years. Yeah. Uh, my yeah. goal here is uh, to do two things. One, uh, or actually, I'd say three things. One, uh, because 2020 effectively wiped out uh, beer festivals and a lot of indie wrestling events, mm. I'm uh, trying to bring both back in this one event. That's one. Two, uh, breweries. I want to give lesser traffic breweries an opportunity to shine. So, you know, by giving them an invite, making them part of it, uh, they get to run with the ball and prove that, hey, you know what, we're here too, so please don't overlook us. So this is their opportunity to shine. And three, the wrestling roster that I've put together uh, between wrestlers and referees, um, I have a lot of diversity, as in like 70% uh, roughly of the roster is either person of color, female, or LGBTQ+. So that was by design because a lot of uh, indie wrestling, uh, let's be frank, uh, even some of the mainstream is kind of whitewashed. It's uh, either whitewashed, jingoistic, it's uh, repeated storylines from the 80s of, you know, your conventional good guy versus bad guy in a jingoistic sense. And I'm just like, no, wrestling should be a little more creative than that. It should feature, I mean, why are we talking about how long it took for the first uh, full-on black WWE champion? Mm -hmm. I mean, that happened in the 21st century. I mean, come on, guys. Wait, really? Uh, yeah. Yep. Really? Yep. yep. In the 21st yep. century. Oh, shit. <laughs> I didn't yeah. know that. Yep. Well, now you do. Now right. I do. So that's why I'm just like, you know what? Uh, yeah. Uh, what I want to do is not make it a token thing. I want to put on this show where we are all wrestlers, uh, no matter what our skin color, no matter what demographic and what we need to do is focus on our talent, not some hokey, recycled 80s storyline of how, uh, you know, uh, uh, blonde haired, blue eyed, white dude is the real American versus anyone who's not white is the enemy. I mean, <laughs> come on. Uh, we've got to get over that. And we've got some tremendous athletes, tremendous performers. I mean, you, uh, you talked about that in the last segment, episode 189, mm -hmm. about how you were trying to, you, you weren't trying, somebody was trying to make you out to be the villain just yeah. because of who you oh, were. God. I will say that I forewent a lot of higher end booking and a lot of money because I refused to feed the beast. I refused mm -hmm. to play, you know, Middle Eastern terrorist tropes. I refused to play, uh, you know, basically the new Iron Sheik. So, right. uh, yeah, no, not my thing. I refuse to feed the beast. Uh, so, uh, you know, that cost me a lot of bookings. That cost me a lot of money. And I don't care. I'm more principled than that. I will not. Uh, you know, give myself up like that to feed a terrible trope. Right on. Plus, I mean, think about it now. Uh, all of us growing up, you know, at least the two Adams and myself growing up in that kind of generation, who would have thought Iron Sheik would have been, the, you know, the good guy? Right. And, and Hulk Hogan is the shitbird that <laughs> right. nobody wants to be yeah, around. Exactly. <laughs> ah, that jabroni. Fuck <laughs> <laughs> <Hulk> him. big. <laughs> Make him humble. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. Uh, so, can you tell us a little bit more about the event? I think we asked about it, but, uh, you know, something that we love about Pittsburgh events, and it's one of the uh, kind of innovative things. We've had, like, two of the most innovative new beer fests that we've seen before in Brutal Beer Fest, which was heavy metal and beer. Mm -hmm. And then we have Barrel and Flow, formerly Fresh Fest, which right. is, like, the first uh, black-produced and black-featuring uh, beer fests in, yep. in, you know, the, 
the world, the country, but mm-hmm. also the world. Mm-hmm. <laughs> as, as America goes, the world also goes. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so we've had those two innovations. And I, as far as I know, this is the third innovation in Beer Fest of beer and wrestling. So uh, can you tell us any more of the features? Can we expect collaboration beers? Yeah, actually, uh, amazingly enough, some of the uh, participating breweries will actually collab with some of the wrestlers. Yes. So <laughs> there will be beers uh, uh, that will be uh, produced for the festival uh, somehow, some way cross-promoted with the wrestler. Mm-hmm. And in fact, uh, there will be, uh, I think the referees will actually be sponsored by Burgers Brewing. Nice. Yes, so, that's awesome. Uh, yes. In fact, uh one of our referees is a, a well-known uh, trans uh, wrestler who uh, actually got injured. So she's been refereeing around uh, the Indies. She's the Princess of Darkness, Casey Dillon. Oh, yeah. And uh, she's well-known in uh, the women's wrestling world on the Indies. Uh, so, yeah, I'm looking forward to having her on the show. One of our feature uh, women's talent is international superstar Big Bang Ronnie Nicole. So she's wrestled in Japan, China. She's wrestled in the Super Indies uh, here in the States. So definitely looking forward to having her on the show. Also from Pittsburgh, uh, the American bombshell, Danny Gray. Uh, So I've been on several different Super Indie shows with her. Uh, She's on Intergender Bonanza, which is Sizzling Stand style show over outside of Philly. And uh, she was also on that same uh, GCW show that I did down in uh, Tampa during WrestleMania week. So she was also on uh, that show as well. So, yeah, she is definitely uh, quite a notable talent, especially known in the Pittsburgh area. This is sounding awesome. like a, it's going to yeah. be a stacked card. That's going to yeah. be it. <laughs> but also, be the way to go. I yeah. think, uh, oh, a great collab, Stonewall Cider is going oh, to collab with yes. Brohemoth. Yes. <laughs> yep. I love Stonewall Cider. Oh, yeah. And Brohemoth weighing in at 20,000 megapixels. <laughs> can, they, can they find apples big enough? Right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. No, Brohemoth is a cider dude. So I thought that was a fantastic oh, yeah. pairing. Not to mention Brohemoth <laughs> is effectively uh, Verona's favorite son since he's from Verona. Me and Brohemia think I have some sighties. <laughs> <laughs> so can we just have like a cider episode for that for that week? Sure. Oh, yeah. We'll bring <laughs> them on. Just talk to Arsenal. Right. Awesome. I'll connect you. <laughs> I'll take Brohemia on in a cider match. <laughs> oh. Cider I on will, a pole match. I will watch it. Yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> I would pay for oh, that. Oh, man. Yes. I, I see a Bowser bomb in your future. <laughs> <laughs> if he can get me up. <laughs> well, Brohemoth weighs in a, about a solid hey, 300. He's a big dude. Yeah. Yeah, he's yeah. a big dude. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. No, he, he can. Brohemoth. Oh yeah, but he he can move too. In fact, my official record against Brohemoth is one and one. So I actually do have a victory versus nice. Brohemoth. <laughs> nice. Say, <laughs> so, Steve. I, I mean, we're good friends, but you're gonna be gas in the first forty five <laughs> yeah. seconds. Fuck yeah, I'm not. I'm terribly out of shape. Are you kidding me? That's why I asked for a cider match. That's the only, I, can, I can do that sitting down. <laughs> oh man, no, but it's sh- oh, and sizzling stand styles is going to be. Uh, on the show, I'll also have uh, uh, up-and-coming deathmatch star uh, Jimmy Chondo Lion. So Ooh. Chondo's going to be on the show as well. And uh, I may have something in store for uh, full-time boss Christian Ross and uh, Chris Bradley. Ooh, who uh, he's calling him out now. Mm-hmm. Well, mm-hmm. actually, I'm going to Oh, here we go. You're going to love this picture. Check that out. Oh, damn. They got him. In the Boston Crab, dropping the elbow on him. And what, what's in my hand? 
He's got a can of beer in his hand. Yeah. He's ready oh, to go. He's got beer. <laughs> yep. He's got beers. Beer in hand while I'm, a, I'm in a Boston Crab. Uh, 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 full-time boss Christian Ross has me in a Boston Crab, and Chris Bradley's dropping an elbow on me. <laughs> <laughs> that, look, that looks like a real pre-Popeye. Like right before Popeye. <laughs> Popeye's always in like, yeah, he's always in a headlock or a leg lock and then finds the can of spinach. <laughs> awesome. Oh, well, man. we'll definitely look forward to that event in the future. But for now, let's come back to the Blue Blazer. Rest in peace, Owen Hart. But yeah. What did everybody think about this beer? Oh, I mean, come on. It's good beer. It's good beer. Let's let's be honest <laughs> with ourselves here. It's a good beer. It's good beer. Uh, and, and Cindy said it right with with the sour beer is that since it doesn't have that lactose and it's not chock full of sugar, you're going to be able to survive this one yeah. <laughs> for multiple rounds. For multiple rounds. That's right. Uh, but no, it is a really well crafted beer. I like it. Uh, and I also like the aspect of using it as sort of in the the rattler side of things. Coming back from a bike ride or a jog or something like that as the first. First step in, you know, rehydrating and getting those electrolytes back. Yeah, that's that's what I was going to touch on is mm. it's a, again, it's just so refreshing. I rode my bike down here today and I told Kyle, our bartender, I said, Kyle, please, please pour me a blue blazer. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I need right now. It's just uh, to me, it's uh, as someone that loves pretty much all styles of beer. Mm -hmm. That's the one, especially as we're going from spring into summer. That's the beer. I'm like, I just finished my bike ride. I'm exhausted. I'm sweating. I need a change of clothes at this point because I am so sweaty. That's the beer I want as soon as I change my clothes. Yep. Sit down, have that blue blazer, have a glass of water. That's the way I'm going to go. And I would even go as far as to say that this might be a really good shower beer, too. Ha! We have a winner. You make a good point. I have... I ha you know, I have had that beer in the shower a couple times, you know, just being honest about myself here. That's that's the one like I'm done my bike ride. I get home, especially after a night bartending here. Mm -hmm. I get home sometimes at like 1130 at night riding my bike. and I'm like, oh, I'm hot. I need something refreshing while I take my shower to clean off. And that's the one I bring into the shower. With Game me. on. Yep. <laughs> that's it. Uh. Happy hour. Yeah. So, I mean, uh, it's super refreshing. And I, I actually uh, drank a pour uh, earlier. Uh, that was my first pour when I came into the tap room. Same because, here. yeah, that heat and humidity, that was exactly what I needed mm -hmm. at that moment. Yep. Yeah, for myself, you know, I already mentioned I'm not the biggest fan of sours, but this is one of the ones that really excels. And it just, it's so fucking refreshing. I just love it. It's also very flavorful. And it's not overly sour. The one thing that, like, I right before I tasted it, it had that tart funk. Yeah, it did. Yeah. Yeah, it I knew, did. I knew, <laughs> oh, yeah. I knew you would be a fan of it, but mm -hmm. I, I I was a little bit hesitant. But then after tasting it, it is such a killer beer. And, uh, yeah, you could put a shitload of these away. Mm -hmm. uh, oh, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Just like I'm going to put away Brohemoth in the cider match. <laughs> but uh, with that, we're going to take a break come back with segment three and we got a little game for everybody are you tired of watching the same old awesome movies are b movies more your style then the folks over at they call this a movie have you covered 
Join us every Thursday as we review the worst of the worst in sci-fi, action, comedy, and more. We are available on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, and Podbean at theycalledthisamovie.podbean.com. They Called This a Movie, testing the strength of friendships one terrible movie at a time. It's segment three of Hop Nation USA, episode 205. And boy, oh boy, did we dink this one up because... We could have done 206, which if you doubled it, it would have made 412. Oh. Oh. God, we're dumb. Yeah. (laughs) Swing and a miss. But yes, we are at 412 Brewery, and tonight with us, we have Sydney. Hello. And we have Happy Hour Adam. Hell yeah. Me too. I'm here too. And we have regular Adam. (laughs) Just like hiding in the background. We've got Adam and Adam Light. He's right here. He's here. I prefer Adam Premium. (laughs) Adam Luxury? (laughs) I'm a bespoke Adam. (laughs) You'd be speaking into the mic. (laughs) (laughs) But yes, we are at 412, and of course, we're drinking 412 brews. So, Sydney, take it away. What is the third beer of the evening? Oh, yes. We have the El Chupanibre. It is a Mexican mole stout with some cinnamon, chocolate, and a nice little bit of pepper bite on the end. But it's not going to be too intimidating. It's not going to burn your throat or anything like that. By the end of it, though, you might have a little bit of heat. And it rings in at a very sessionable 12.1% ABV. Oh, yes, yes, yes. But I, I, I neglected to add that it's very light and easy. Nice walking around beer. Yeah, for me and Bohemoth. It is. Right. It's totally he's, fine for he's us. He's not going to let go of that, is he? No. Not until he gets his three count. Right. But, uh, yeah, I, uh, I took a little pull on it already. That's really good. Yeah, yeah, it's really I, good. I, I was drinking it before the show started. Doesn't really, doesn't really drink uh, like a twelve. No, it doesn't. Goes down pretty easy. Maybe, I, maybe an eight and a half. An easy eight and a half. And I will say that, uh, yeah, I, I saw it on the on the draft board. I immediately keyed in on it, uh, grabbed the draft, got about halfway through, and then I kept reading the draft board to get to the actual ABV, <laughs> and that's when things went ah. Oh, hell uh-huh. <laughs> you made a mistake i well it wasn't a mistake because it's still a delicious oh yeah beer. Still good you beer. made a realization yes ah. yes i had to recalculate my math yes. for later yes. on in the <laughs> evening but uh yeah uh good beer like you said sydney the the pepper isn't too um not that it's not prominent because it is you do get a little bit of pepper but it's not, it doesn't burn your tongue in any <laughs> way it's you know well spiced in that way so if you're a person who doesn't like hot beers Say comparative to the um, the high wire ten W forty, they have a Mexican hot chocolate stout made with Carolina Reapers. That's it's a little spicy. It is. It definitely comes. It definitely comes on the back end as you're going as it's going down your throat. Yeah, perhaps it'll build on me, but I don't know. I like a spice beer, so this is kind of baby games for me. But I like it. Mm. I still like it as a nice. You mean. You mean kitty games? No. <laughs> no. 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 But uh, it is, uh, yeah, it's very drinkable. That's dangerous. A uh, lot of rich chocolatey notes in it. Mm. I like that a lot. And super drinkable and super dangerous for myself. But I don't care. I'm not driving tonight. <laughs> That's very fair. Very and I, fair. I would definitely put it in the decadent category. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Great beer. 
Oh, treat yourself. Treat yourself to De- this one. Definitely decadent, but not desserty. Correct. Yeah, that yeah, makes yeah. Sense. Yeah, that's the other thing. It's not overly sweet. It's not a fat ass pastry, thicky. So yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's more like baker's chocolate with mm-hmm. uh, some mm-hmm. hints of pepper at the Ooh, end. Yeah. Very, yes. very, very, very. Yeah, yeah. Yes. I would say it's a less dry version of the Stone Zoka Vesa or Choco Vesa, and uh, but it's you know more full. It's bigger. Yeah. Mm. And available on tap. Right now. In Pittsburgh. Drink local. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, good beer. So, moving on, I have devised a little bit of a game for everybody. Ooh. Ooh. We'd love to play a game. Yes. Time to play the game. <laughs> Don't make me come after you again. Dun, dun. <laughs> the game, though, however, is not one that you guys can lose. What you're going to be doing is you're going to be making the picks for this Sunday's NXT in your house pay for you. But I've devised the rubric for everybody that you don't have to have wrestling knowledge to make these picks. Oh, thank God. I have very minimal wrestling knowledge, and all of it comes from Adam. Happy hour. And and that's why it was devised this way. Adam is going to know probably right off the bat how to make these picks, and he'll make his choices. Pop Nation Adam might be a little confused. And Sydney, you just admitted that. I'm I'm fully fully lost here. But it's for everybody. That's right. Same Uh, team. That's how I built it. So we're going to make these picks and then everybody can make their bets later on whatever the popular online sports betting app is. I don't know because I don't bet. (laughs) And they don't pay us enough money to mention them. Nobody's paid us. (laughs) DraftKings, maybe. I don't know. You know what? I'll sell out. Yeah, yeah. Oh, if they give us money. I'll do games for them. That's but right. Hundred grand each person. Yeah. Yeah. I'll sell out. I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> until then, this is for whatever. Find a bookie. I don't right. care. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I'm going to give you a series of comparisons, and you, as a team, will pick what you want. All right. Yes. And your first scenario is: Would you prefer to go to Kicks Brewing in Sydney, Australia, or? Would you rather go to Fisherman's Landing in Cabo San Lucas? And we can't say both, can we? Can't say both. I mean, um, if in, in less, wait, it's all unless Sydney picks one and Adam picks. Wait, wait, whose team is who? Who's no, you're team? all on the same team, so okay. you have to come to a consensus. Oh, I would say okay. Kicks simply because my name is Sydney. And as honestly, in Australia, I, I can't argue with that. Yeah, well, I I like Cabo, so uh, <laughs> if oh, I need to get he's away, argue. right? Exactly. I'm gonna, but yeah, if I need to unwind and just kind of completely let go of my brain and just embrace uh, the vacation, Cabo would be it. Well, I'm I'm staying with Kicks. So it I'm sounds like we need a tiebreaker. With, You're I'm the gonna, tiebreaker. I'm gonna I'm stay with my namesake. Okay. Well. You know what, Steve? We actually talked about this on the drive down. Yeah, here. We, we were talking about what countries. Oh, we that's need to move that's to. an unfair bias. <laughs> no, no, sir. We were, no. We were just talking to what countries we need to move to. Yeah, Australia is one of. It them. is because the surfing's way better there. So you're going to say kicks, right? Yes. That, right. that is our conclusion. I'm sorry, Adam. Sorry, Adam. I'm, I'm not sorry. <laughs> no, uh, well, simply. Uh, I don't need an apology. My, my pick is my pick for my yeah. reason. <laughs> uh, but I'll review. I'll, I'll reveal at the end what all this means. Okay. Okay. But for now, we're going to move on to the next scenario. Hmm. And this is, would you prefer to have a million dollar smile or a million dollar backpack? Million dollar backpack. I got to go million dollar smile. Well, if we're talking, you know, from a career standpoint, million dollar smile. Think about uh, all the bookings you'd get with a million dollar smile. That's right. Teeth model. Yes, absolutely. Million dollar smile it is. Moving on. Would you rather have a six pack that's made from random beers 
from Australia in Dayton, Ohio, mm. or a six pack that's made of random beers from Chicago and Mexico. Oh, Ooh, all that's of Mexico. Tough. Yeah, just all of Mexico and all. Of I Australia. would say. I would say. I'd say Mexico. I'm kind of thinking Chicago. And Chicago, 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 Mexico Chicago Mexico absolutely. Chicago. I mean, when yeah. you think of all the breweries uh, in Chicago, yeah, yeah. I mean, heck, if you just give me uh, any a Revolution barrel aged beer, I'm glad I'm that good. we and glad that we could agree on this uh, one. Yeah. We have reached a consensus. So yes, you, you guys are shooting for you want Chicago and Mexico beers. Yes, yes, yes banking fully. on that. Banking on trying to get a pipework stout in there. Hopefully, <laughs> please and thank you. Revolution. <laughs> all right. If you throw Goose Island in there, so help me. I will fight you. <laughs> you won't need Rahimus. I will fight you. I am fast it's, and I am small. Luck of the draw. I can't. I can't prove the six packs. It was just about what towns and countries do you trust more? <laughs> All right. This one is: Would you prefer a six point four ABV IPA or an eleven point nine stout? Oh, I'm going stout. Stout. Yeah, I agree. Stouts. I agree fully. Stouts. All weather is stout weather. Mm-hmm. As we drink a stout. Right. <laughs> from 412. Yes. In mid-June. All right. Well, all weather is stout weather. But uh, we've come to your final scenario. And this I'm one's, ready. This one's a little more complicated. My body is ready. <laughs> so of the list of five, I want you to tell me what your least favorite place to go beercationing would be. Out of a list of five. Out okay. of a list of five. Oh, okay. All right. Okay. I'm ready. Salt Lake I'm City. like, I'm listening. We oh. have <laughs> we have Ohio, <laughs> Nevada, Florida, Ireland, or British Columbia, Canada. I'd say Nevada. Can you can you give me the list again? I'm sorry. Ohio, Nevada, Florida, Ireland. British Columbia, Canada. I'm torn between Nevada, Nevada least, and Florida. No, least, least yeah, Florida, Nevada. Florida actually, invasive species is one of my favorites. No, Florida so. has a lot of uh, good breweries. Nevada, mm-hmm. not so much. In fact, of all the places you mentioned, I think Nevada has the fewest uh, or least amount of uh, great beers available. I'm gonna, I'm okay. gonna have to agree with Adam. Uh, happy hour here, and say Nevada. Okay. And it's a clean sweep with all apologies to Abel Baker in Las Vegas, Nevada. And Banger. You Fair. like Banger, too. And Banger, Banger Brewing? Yeah, yes. I've been to Banger. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. The, but we're going to all go it's for Nevada? It's a relative uh, selection. Fair enough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. They are I'm, the exceptions to the rule. Right. Exactly. Right. So Nevada. And now I want you to tell me the beer that you want the most. It's a beer name. But we have the Air Guitar Champion, the... Coup de Gras, Ooh. the No Escape, the Panama City Sunset. I'm going to ask for a repeat of all of the names. Yes. I apologize. Sure. I can also give you styles. Yes, please do. Yeah. I'll, I'll give you ABVs too. Fuck it. <laughs> I'll, give you, uh, I'll give you a whole a bunch generous, of <laughs> A generous king we yeah. have. Yeah. I'll give you a whole bunch. Air Guitar Champion, which is a Dippa at 8.2%. The Coup de Gras, which is a Russian Imperial Stout mm. at 14.9%. The No Escape, which is a Stout at 10.2%. And the Panama City Sunset, which is a Berliner Weiss at 4.5%. Ooh. Well, if you want to see uh, Brohemoth put a Canadian Destroyer on Steve. Dude, I'll be in traction from that. <laughs> All right, I'm going to ask for Not the even names. kayfabe. I'm just done. That's too much. I'm going to ask for the names one more time. 
Air Guitar Champion. Okay. Coup de Gras. No Escape. Panama City Sunset. You know what? It, I, I look at it. If, if Ray, you know, if, if the Fink was going to be announcing the name. <laughs> yeah. I got to go with the Coup de Gras. Okay. The Coup de Gras would be a great finisher. It would be. I agree. <laughs> <laughs> but it, 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 if he's standing underneath the Titan Tron. Yep. And he's yelling that name. Yeah. Personal opinion, coup de gras. Okay. <laughs> so you're locked in on coup de gras. Yes. Coup de gras, yeah. Ha- happy hour, is that yours as well? Yes. Okay, so we're, we're two, but Sydney, what was going to be go, your pick? I'm going to go for the wild car here and uh, go for the Panama City Sunset. Okay, okay. I like a Berliner Vice. That would be a good name for a finisher, too. I like a Berliner Vice. I can't help myself. Could be, could be. Could be a good name for a finisher, Adam. (laughs) (laughs) Or at least close. (laughs) So what did all this mean? Let's go back and review and head all the way back to the start. In the beginning of the segment, I asked you to choose between Kicks Brewing from Sydney, Australia, and the Fisherman's Landing from Cabo San Lucas. This is representative of the match between Mercedes Martinez and Xylee. Jaya Lee is known for her martial arts style and throws a lot of dangerous kicks. Kicks uh-huh. brewing. Uh-huh. And Mercedes Martinez utilizes a lot of fisherman busters and suplexes. Yep. A fisherman's landing. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, yeah, mind you, yeah, one of my uh, moves that I drop on occasion is a modified fisherman suplex. So, yeah. Yeah. That's why he chose that one. <laughs> all right. That, that makes it, sense. It all's coming together. It all now. comes together. So in that matchup, you guys picked Kicks Brewing, and so that means Jaile will be winning that match on Sunday. Mm-hmm. Because that's how we book. <laughs> <laughs> it's all betting, so right. there you go. I then asked you, would you rather have a million dollar smile or a million dollar backpack? Now million dollar smile, it is a dippa from Sugar Creek Brewing in North Carolina. Mm-hmm. And Million Dollar Backpack is a dipper from Monkish out of Torrance in Los Angeles. This matchup is representative of the Million Dollar Championship belt uh, ladder match between Cameron Grimes and L.A. Knight. You guys picked Million Dollar Smile. And so that means Cameron Grimes will be walking home with the brand new Million Dollar Championship as presented by Ted DiBiase. Mm. <laughs> in the future, I'll, I have a Virgil story. <laughs> Everybody has a Virgil story. <laughs> Most of them are at Olive Garden. <laughs> I actually had to drive Virgil home after a show. Oh, shit. Oh. <laughs> well, that sounds like an off-mic one. We'll hear it, though. Yes. <laughs> uh, your six-pack challenge between Australia and Dayton and Chicago and Mexico. There is a six-pack uh, challenge match between Bronson Reed and MSK versus Legado del Fantasma. And it is a winner-takes-all match. Bronson Reed is the North American champion. And MSK are the tag champions, and Logado del Fantasma is a stable looking to take all the championships away. You guys picked Chicago and Mexico, uh, the the hometowns of Logado del Fantasma. Excellent. Yes. Excellent. Oh, yeah. I mean, Santos Escobar is pretty dope. If anybody watched Lucha Underground. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. God. <laughs> King Cuerno is probably the best on that show outside of, you know, uh, Prince Puma and everything. But, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, you guys choose Legato Del Fantasma to win. Moving on to the NXT Women's Championship. I gave you the choice between a 6.4 ABV IPA and an 11.9 Stout. The IPA is the Powerbomb by Yokohama Bay out of Japan. 
and the stout is the eclipse. These are representative of the two women fighting in the match. These are their finishers. Ah. Raquel Gonzalez uses the power of the one arm power bomb and uh, Ember Moon Moon, uses the eclipse, which is Ah. a top rope twisting stunner. It's one of the most impressive things in wrestling. And you guys picked the correct answer, which was (laughs) the stout, the eclipse. And I am an Ember Moon fan. (laughs) Yeah, she's great. Uh, So, yeah, you guys did it correctly. And finally, that brings us to the NXT championship match. Now, this one was a little more complicated. I had you pick what your least favorite place to go beercation would be. And of that list, all of those uh, states and countries were representative of where the competitors come from. So you picked Las Vegas, uh, you picked Nevada, mm-hmm. and the current champion, Karrion Cross, hails from Las Vegas, Nevada. Ah. Uh, uh, from yeah. Lost Wages, Nevada. <laughs> <laughs> so... As the least favorite, he will be losing this match. And then I asked you to pick what your favorite would be. And you pick the coup de gras in a two to one tie. The coup de gras is the finishing move held by Finn Balor. Mm. Ah, and so okay. he will be stomping out Karrion Cross to regain the NXT championship. So will he be Finn or will he be Balor? Uh, who knows? <laughs> <laughs> Depends on how many of those stouts he drinks. Right. Maybe he will be the demon. Who knows? Right. <laughs> if as long as the makeup artist is ready. Right. <laughs> as long as they got the airbrush on standby. Oh <laughs> uh, Adam, uh, Hop Nation, yeah. you had mentioned Pan- Panama City Sunset being a nice name for a finisher. Yes. Panama City Sunrise is actually the finisher of Adam Cole, yep. who will also be uh, in this match. Uh, <laughs> so good, cl- good keying in on that one. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes. Adam Cole. Good old Adam Cole. <laughs> That's a name I have not heard in quite some time. A few years, yeah, Mm -hmm. absolutely. I I think of, you know, just over the years, the guys who've made it to WWE at any capacity that I've been on shows with, you know, guys like Adam Cole, uh, John Schuyler, uh, or even locally. uh, Do you guys know Mambo Italiano? I don't, but he's, uh, yeah, he's a... uh, (laughs) Actually, he was Antonio DeLuca on NXT. Oh, okay. Yep, and... uh, yeah, as far as several different guys either hitting AEW or NXT, I mean, as far as AEW, on AEW Dark, uh, the main event, Duke Davis and Gannon Jones Jr., mm-hmm. they made their AEW Dark debuts. Uh, mind you, Duke Davis, uh, let me tell you this, Duke Davis and Gannon Jones, they're like 6'5", six, 6'6", six, six, yeah. you know, 250, super athletes. And uh, Duke Davis got fed to uh, Nick Camaroto. Mm. He got that dude squashed. Is, that dude is awesome, uh, Hop Nation Adam. You got to check this guy out, Nick Camarado. Right. Oh he God. looks exactly like Bruiser Brody. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. He he is old school as it gets, and he, he's just this hairy monster. It's, yeah, he's oh, huge. He's hilarious, but it's just... Does, does he have a one strap? Does he go one strap? He doesn't do one strap. Oh, no. he, oh okay. He, uh, that would cover up the chest hair, Adam. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you can't do that. <laughs> No, he's got the total wild man hair and oh, beard yeah. and just covered in it. Yeah, the dude's a monster and just funny to it's funny to look at, but also intimidating at the same time. Mm. So, yeah, got that Captain Caveman vibe going. Absolutely. Right. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. 100%. <laughs> Excellent. But uh, yeah, no, I mean, uh, it's crazy to think of all the in fact, uh, I took on uh, Dylan McQueen in Tampa at the uh, Super Indie GCW show Mania Weekend. And mm-hmm. like within two weeks after that, he was on AEW Dark. Nice. And I was like, oh, 
Damn, I'm sorry I didn't know enough about him. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's nice that, like, I don't watch as much AEW, uh-huh. but I respect a lot of what they do because they do provide that competition. They do provide another television outlet that, like, Impact and ROH have not been able to grasp at this point well the thing is they offer something a little different mm-hmm. uh in some in some areas they offer something different which is nice to just see a change of pace you know i'll, I'll be frank i haven't watched a lot of wwe in like the last year plus because mm-hmm. i'm more into things that uh either are indie or uh kind of reflect or have some of that indie flavor going in and i feel like wwe is just it just feels so i don't know corporate Stale? Stale. Yeah, it's stale. Stale and corporate. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Oh, here's me uh, clotheslining uh, Dylan McQueen in Tampa. <laughs> Dope. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I, I'm with you there on that happy hour in that he, he, WWE, especially the main product, is very kind of sterile and corporate, and then losing the crowd made it even mm-hmm. worse. Yes. Um, but NXT, it still has a lot of flavor to it. There's still there's so many indie names yes. in there. And like uh, uh, Hop Nation, Adam, and I, Back in, I think, 2011 or so, we mm-hmm. went to an ROH show that was at the convention center mm-hmm. uh, during a car show as well. Right. It was a good-ass time. Yeah, it was a good-ass time. <laughs> but, like, at that time, there, like it was Kevin Steen, I believe, yep. Kyle O'Reilly, yep. and um, uh, Adam Cole were on that yep. show. Mm-hmm. And then a couple of other guys that didn't quite make it, but some that did. I think uh, we saw Cedric Alexander, oh, uh, yeah. ACH, um, and uh, Caprice Coleman. We're all there. Oh, Caprice Coleman. Yeah. yeah so that's a name. I remember getting a card for some guy named AJ Styles. Was <laughs> AJ Styles was not at that event. <laughs> no, but he was doing some independent show in West Virginia like the next week. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, it's funny. It's just like for the up and comers. So David Lawless, uh, who's local here, uh, he's up and coming. Uh, Chris LaRusso's from here. Mm-hmm. Uh, referee George Ross is from here. And the funny thing about all three of them, uh, they're all lawyers. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like. Uh, not you know, gimmick. That's not gimmick. gimmick. <laughs> that, yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's the other interesting thing is there's so many Pittsburgh players right now on both AEW and WWE. We just saw Britt Baker win the championship. Mm-hmm. Hail to Britt. Yeah. We have uh, Pat McAfee on mm-hmm. the commentator's table. And right. he, it, like he's killing it and he's making it more watchable. Uh, but then you also have Elias from Plum. Right. As yeah, a, yeah, in fact, uh, Elias was trained by Shirley Doe, and Shirley, I've been on a number of shows with Shirley Doe, and uh, let's see, uh, who else? Oh, uh, Corey Graves. Yeah, Corey yeah, Graves. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, 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 yeah. yeah so. absolutely, yeah. I was just like, wait a second, Corey <laughs> Graves is from here, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, very, uh, you know, Pittsburgh, uh, Pittsburgh is a nice scene for wrestling, it always has been. You know, we're, you know, Philadelphia, obviously a little more hardcore, but, you know, we still had the common decency to boo Roman Reigns during the Rumble uh, Royal Rumble. So. While not throwing batteries. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> we knew to boo, but also not take it too far. <laughs> hey, uh, you know, if you dress him up as Santa Claus, it's a whole different story. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, with that, uh, you have your NXT takeover picks. All right. Well, that brings us to our favorite part of the episode. It's called The Podium. And that's where we make our guests rank their beers, bronze, silver, gold against each other. Sydney and Adam, ha- happy hour. You will go after myself in regular happy hour. Or 
regular Adam. <laughs> no, no, I like it that way better. <laughs> fair enough. Quite, quite fair, quite fair. <laughs> oh, no, now we have to fight for the happy hour championship. <laughs> Shit. The old Jubilee got me. All right, right here and right now, let's go. We have plenty of space. We're in the back patio. Over under five minutes before the keg buster is hit. <laughs> Switch gravel out here, guys. Calm down. <laughs> All right. Adam, do you want to go first or? Yes. Okay. Yes, I do. Oh. But unfortunately, it's tough. It's quite fair. There it is. Three very different styles. It is. It is. And I. But mm, you don't like IPAs. I don't. So mm. that is automatically going into bronze medal position. And that is not due to the craftsmanship of the beer. It's due to your taste. It and is. That's okay. It's, and, and that's exactly how I'm kind of approaching this because of the three beers that I had, none of them were misses in terms of the craftsmanship and the beer itself. So I kind of have to revert back to my personal tastes, which kind of sucks because it's my taste. It's not everybody's taste. And Get great. on with it. <laughs> Give me your ranking. Well, <laughs> what is we're it? waiting. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, I, I, I must put the, uh, the soft kitty kisses. Yes. In the bronze medal <laughs> position. Uh, the, the, the kangaroo britches. Yes, the kangaroo That's britches. Fair. That's yes. fair. Uh, that is going in the bronze medal position. Uh, if you are an IPA fan, I would recommend uh, getting it, but I'm not. So I'm not going to get it again. Uh, but in the silver medal position, oh, this is where things get tough. Ah. Uh. Yes, this is the, because both of these when the beers, going gets tough, <laughs> tough get going. Yes, uh, but these are both really good beers, and I don't know which way I would go. Well, which one would you want to drink on a day like today? On a day, well, it depends on what part of the day. Three p.m. Three p.m. That would have eighty-seven <laughs> degrees. Eighty-seven degrees. Well, that has to go with the uh, the blue blazer. So I guess that's going in the gold medal position. <laughs> so we're going stout and silver. We're, we're going for all rankings. We're going three p.m. Eighty-seven degrees. Okay. Wait. What kind of humidity? Uh, well, I feel like I've been breathing soup for the past five hours, so we're gonna go with that. Okay. It's fucking muggy out, so yeah. it is. It is soup, soup, soup breathing. So at that point, I unfortunately I must put the stout in the silver metal position, and then I gotta go with the uh, the blue blazer. All right. So give, give me your one to three here. So one blue blazer, two a trooper libre, three the uh, kangaroo britches. All right. Very fair. Very fair. In that order. I am going to blow everybody's mind. Oh, he's gonna say uh -oh. he's gonna say the kangaroo britches first. No, no, <laughs> well, no. I'm gonna blow everybody's mind by <gasps> saying blazer. that my choices are the same as Adam's. Yeah. Oh. Oh. Okay, so nobody is expecting me to put the stout in silver, but I am, and nobody's expecting me to put in the sour in gold, That's but true. I am. Kangaroo britches again, soft kitty kisses. It's fine beer, easily drinkable. Mm -hmm. It just doesn't have the same pop and flavor as the other two beers. Fair. It's not as big as I mm -hmm. like my IPAs. Mm -hmm. I like my IPAs West Coast. So this one just, you know, it's fine. It's great. A lot of people are going to love it. Come down and check it out. But not for me completely. All right. Well, silver. That's fair. Yeah. Silver. El Chupanibre. Really, really good stout. A lot of people are really going to like this one as well. Super dangerous. <laughs> it is. It really is. However, not as pisy as I wanted. I want a more pice. More I pisy want beer. A little oomph, mm. little, little, if you will. A little more kick. <laughs> a little strength. Yeah, because 12.1 ain't enough kick. <laughs> well, <laughs> not, no, not. It, not it depends on the flavor, too. 
the reason why I'm going to put the the blue blazer in gold though mm-hmm. oh, is, yes. is because it hits every mark that I like. So mm-hmm. like a really, really, really good sour, I kind of have to put over, you know, a good stout, mm-hmm. but a really, really, really good sour that takes me out of my game and makes me go, oh, that's fucking that's great. A, that's right. a great sour. I mean, it earned it. Yeah, it earned Compared it. Compared to what you're used to. Yeah. So it's got to go gold. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, I'm going to start by saying Blue Blazer will always be gold for me. Yes. Um, it's just such a great drinking beer. Mm. So easy. So perfect for when you're out on their back patio. Right. As we have been for several hours now. Right. Um, so that's going to be my gold coin there. My silver will be the kangaroo bridges. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry, but I have to put, I have to put Chubinibre in bronze. Simply because of the season. I am a huge stout drinker, but when I'm a stout drinker, it's typically in fall, spring, or winter. You know? So, I, I, I gotta put Blue Blazer at first, just because of my biking background, which you've all heard right. at least three <laughs> times now, I'm sure. It has a utility in your life. <laughs> it really does, and it's it's essential, and then I, I would put kangaroo britches in my silver spot simply because it's almost hitting that sweet spot for me. Blue Blazer really, really just like scratches that itch. And kangaroo britches is almost there. Okay. Not quite. Mm-hmm. It, it, it's a great beer. I love it 100%. I love all the beers that we presented tonight. Mm-hmm. To a T, they're fantastic beers in their own right and in their own styles. But simply because we're coming into summer, All I right. really have to put Chubinibre in third. Fair enough. If, if, if it were... Maybe October would have fared Yeah, fair if it better. were yeah. October or November, it would be my first place. For sure. That makes sense. So Or, even, or even March, it would have hit okay. my first place. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, still kind of wet and cold. But tonight, yeah. I can't. You yeah. can't put it no, there. I think there's a fair point there with regards to time and place may uh, influence uh, how we slug. But that being said, I had to look back and consider how I uh, approached beer tonight and actually had to use a precedent. So when I showed up at the tap room, the first beer I drank was Blue Blazer. Yeah, So was. that was already on my mind. That has to get gold just because I proved that. <laughs> uh, and then the second beer I consumed was Kangaroo Bridges. Uh, yeah, before you guys showed up... Uh, uh, oh, so blue blazer just, and then kangaroo bridges. Me. So Nobody just by default. No, but I mean, I actually have evidence. Uh, I've proven out the formula that, okay, believe it or not, the first beer I drank was blue blazer. Second one I actually drank was kangaroo bridges. So by default, uh, that has to be my order because I it, already. It has to be what you're going to go with right. when you come in a tap room. Exactly. You know, and that's very yeah. fair. There's yep. nothing wrong with that. Exactly. Really? So uh, that's uh, the exact format I followed. So I'm basically replicating the placement based on how I ordered tonight. No, that's very fair. fair. And, yeah. and I definitely agree. I mean, I think they're all fantastic beers in their own right Mm -hmm. but i think the seasonality is is an important thing as well i mean if we didn't have blue blazer kangaroo would be my my forerunner and then it would maybe be uh the kelly kolsch (laughs) which we didn't even talk about that that one um that doesn't but, mean we can't have it after the show is done. Yeah. Right. Yeah, no, no, of course. <laughs> but I, I definitely agree. Um, for sure, Chubinibre is a great beer. 
Mm-hmm. And if I were coming here on a night that I weren't working, which is not often. Um, or if it, I had a bowl of vanilla bean ice cream. Mm. Ooh, or a Greek yogurt with strawberries. <laughs> um, that would be the, the Chupanibre would be a good nightcap for sure. That's the beer I would end the night on. And, and, and I don't want to place it third, but that's why it would it's be relative. the last one. It's all relative. Mm-hmm. For yep. sure. And now I'm going to turn it over to Sydney and Happy Hour to just kind of plug whatever you want, any events, uh, social media, anything you got. Go ahead. So uh, Sydney handles actually all our uh, social media. So feel free to plug the social media. Yeah, it's it's not only myself. I want to give a little bit of credit to Mikey Oriano. Uh, Mikey and myself do our social media for the Pittsburgh Brewery Diversity Council. So if you are looking for that, it should be PGH Brewery and Diversity Council on Instagram. Pretty similar on Facebook. We'll be coming out with our website very, very shortly. We're just doing some finishing touches. Um, So if you want to look to that to find out more information about what we're doing as far as events, vocational programs, uh, donations to programs within Pittsburgh, that would be the social media to really take a look at. That would be the way to, to keep up with what we're doing as far as our collaborations, as far as our vocational programs, as far as our educational programs and meetings that we are planning to do in the coming months. Yep. And then as far as uh, 412 Brewing, you can find 412 Brewery on Facebook as and well I, as at uh, 412 uh, Brews on uh, Instagram. Yep. And I manage that as well. So. <laughs> Sydney is the social media queen here. Yes. So yes. she's got so that have, covered. If you have questions, thoughts, concerns, please reach out to us on either of those channels, whether it be personally about 412, whether it be about what we're doing as a council and how we move forward. We are always happy to hear opinions and always happy to hear your thoughts. Yeah, especially if you have ideas. I mean, you know, if you have ideas that we have not already mentioned in terms of some of our efforts if uh, for potential ideas that help promote uh, diversity uh, in breweries and tap rooms, please feel free to at least share the idea because you never know. You might have a uh, prize winning idea that just needs uh, the right ears. and, And we'll be coming out with more over the next several weeks. So keep an eye out. Right on. Also, September 18th at the Green Tree Sportsplex, we have the Brews and Bruises Festival. So uh, come on out. Actually, right now, tickets are now available on sale. Uh, The easy uh, URL uh, would be tinyurl.com slash Brews and Bruises. Or on Facebook, you can get the link. Uh, There's an event set up called Brews and Bruises Festival. So feel free to go there. And it's spelled exactly how it sounds. Yep. No funny spellings here. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> exactly as the English language would permit. And it, and it will be a very accessible program as well. That's the idea. But uh, please uh, come check us out. Uh, check out our social media, whether it's about 412 Brewery, about Pittsburgh Brewery Diversity Council, or Brews and Bruises. Uh, all of these are channels uh, or uh, ways for us to get information out, whether it's what we're brewing, uh, upcoming projects, uh, things that are related to Sydney and I and our efforts to uh, help the uh, beer community, whether it's through, uh, you know, promoting great beers or promoting great causes. Yeah. And if you're if you're not comfortable reaching out to an entity itself, 
uh, you can reach out to me. My Instagram handle is Sydney, not Sid. It's spelled just like the city in Australia. So S-Y-D-N-E-Y, Sydney, not Sid. If you want to reach out to one more than another, we're not going to take offense right. to it. We, so, we, and- we actually would take it as a compliment. I personally would. I, you know, if you're more comfortable reaching out to me. You're more comfortable reaching out to Adam. Adam, what is your Instagram handle? So at Instagram, I'm uh, at Wrestler Happy Hour. So you can find me on Wrestler Happy Hour. Mind you, I'm sorry if there are not enough pictures that are uh, entertaining because I, I'm an old, old guy. So I'm learning some of the social media ropes. But that being said, you can reach me on there. Uh, and I will, I will get a notification and I will respond, even yep. though I'm like 847 years old. Yeah, but if you're, uh, if you're more if you're more comfortable reaching out to someone that's more femme presenting or mask presenting, right? Perfectly fine with either of us. We will not take offense, and we. If, if it's something personal, we're obviously going to handle it that way. Yep. And when it comes down to it, I'm into I'm in beer because I believe beer can bring joy. And I'm all about bringing joy and love to everyone. Exactly. Good awesome. point. Good point. All right. Well, let's come back to the El Chupa Nibre. And you know what? I have a question to ask. I forgot to ask at the top of the segment. Is this the MF Doom reference? It's actually a Futurama reference. Okay. Yeah, so the El Chupanibre was a monster in Futurama that uh, didn't that turn out to be Nibbler? Yes. Okay. Chupanibre. Yeah, yeah. He he perused the sewers, and it's similar to a reference of El Chupacabra. Right. Yeah. But the Chupanibre was more of something that we were comfortable with referencing since it was a almost pop culture reference. Mm-hmm. Right. So that's why we went with that. Fair enough. Yeah, no, th- there's a there's an MF Doom song that's El Chupanibre as oh, well. Oh, really? I that's did, why. I actually, <laughs> I actually, when we named that beer, I texted Slicker and Rocco and a couple people. I was like, we're talking about MF Doom here? <laughs> <laughs> because actually when we released this, it was very close to the time of oh, the passing. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's uh, also why. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah, also no, why. I mean... Uh, well, a couple of us in the ownership group are actually big Futurama fans. Fair so uh, That also makes sense. <laughs> so we try to come up with ways to incorporate that because it's always fun. I mean, you know, we're not trying to do the whole thing of like, oh, we're going to name a beer Bender. No, come, no, on. No, no. come on. No, yeah. no, no. Let's yeah. get well, some deep cuts in there. <laughs> deep cuts, exactly. Deep cuts, deep cuts you know. Uh, implicit references and things like that. Be creative. Use your creative energy. Be a little yeah. meta. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah. All right. Well, with that, if you want to find us on social media, all you have to do is search Hop Nation USA and that'll get you Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. And if you want to listen to brand new episodes of the Hop Nation USA podcast every Friday, as you should, then search Hop Nation USA on your favorite podcatcher like Stitcher, Spotify, Podbean, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts. I was going to say Apple. Yeah. Player FM. We don't need to advertise Apple as much. Everybody knows that one. <laughs> oh, of course, of course. Yeah. I think we're on iHeartRadio. We're not on Pandora, I discovered recently. Oh, really? Oh. That's yeah. a sad that's yeah. a sad discovery. I'll work on fixing that. But yeah. if you're on any of those platforms, I'll leave a five star review because we are a four hundred and twelve star show, but they uh, only uh, let uh, us uh, use five. Uh, and that's uh, a bigger crime than us not performing in the Tokyo Dome. <laughs> 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 but with that, we want to thank Adam and Sydney for having us into their space, sharing beers with us, telling us all about everything going on, 412, Brews and Bruises, Pittsburgh Diverse City Council, everything yeah. else you can imagine. This was- and, and, and thank you for being so accommodating and uh, working with the space that we have right now. And uh, 
fortunately and unfortunately, it was a very busy night. So we had to come out to our back patio. We got to sit around a table, drink beer with friends. That's What's the, not the love? That's right. the main point. What's not the love? <laughs> it's all good that way. Yes, it is. But uh, yeah, we'll be back next week. We'll have something new. This time, we're actually not sure what we're doing next week. So <laughs> oh, just wing it. Yeah, we we have so much planned in the future, but oops, not next week. <laughs> so you know, fly by on, the seat of your pants. Hang on to your seats, and uh, also check out Halloween is forever. All right, we're having a good time over there. So yeah. sounds good. Thank Bye. you very much. We'll see y'all next week. Bye, Bye guys. Cheers.